0: This is episode number 131 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. A couple of our main contributors from over on the East Coast, Alex Goth and Cliff Lambert, got together and talked about a bunch of practical worship leadership and uh, just personal growth stuff. Um, I think you're going to love it. We have a conference coming up in August in there. They're going to have all the details uh, at the end of their uh, talk, but we're going to jump right in with episode number 131 of the Church Collective Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the very first ever uh, podcast from the 757 Worship Collective here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Uh, Really excited to be with you guys today. My name is Alex. Uh, I am the worship pastor at a church called Essential Church
1: uh, here in Virginia Beach. And I'm Cliff. I'm the worship pastor at DC Church in Chesapeake. So we're only about, what, 20, 25 minutes apart from each other? Depending on traffic. Yep, which today was crazy.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, anytime it rains, the um, well, that's just
1: the way life works. It does. People yeah. stop driving. Exactly. It's great. They lose their brain. They don't know how to drive.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, I'm excited to be here with Cliff, and uh, we have a much larger group uh, that represents our community here, but uh, the two of us uh, wanted to kind of dive in today and give you some, uh, hopefully a quick topic of discussion that may be helpful to you in your ministry as you are uh, walking through this life that we live inside of worship ministry and ministry alike. Uh, But first of all, let's uh, real fast uh, introduce kind of who we are, what we do, uh, and to do that, I'm going to introduce the Godfather himself, uh, Cliff Lambert, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, uh,
1: to tell you more. Well, please, uh, thank you for that incredible introduction. But really, as Alex mentioned when we first started, um, you know, we're part of a thing called 757 Worship Collective, the Hampton Roads Worship Leader Collective, and really, it started probably six, seven years ago with just a handful of worship leaders getting together to uh, encourage one another, resource one another, and uh, we've just seen God do some incredible things in our group, and I think in our in our Facebook group, we probably have close to 140 local worship leaders now that are part of it. Most of them oversee the worship at their church, uh, either in a volunteer or a paid position, um, we try to get together once a month uh, just to encourage and pray for one another, talk about things that are going on in our ministry, share ideas. Um, and then God has opened up some incredible doors for us to even reach out into our community as a group and do some really cool worship events in our community. Um, but just to, to kind of go back, um, when the when the v- group really started to take off, we, we decided that it was really good for us if we had a mission statement. And so our mission statement kind of goes like this, we exist to unite local worship, technical, and creative directors by resourcing, equipping, and empowering them to serve their team while connecting the church with the Hampton Roads community. And that's really, in a nutshell, why we exist. Um, we also consider ourselves um, kind of a local expression of the larger church collective. Um, and so uh, it we kind of... It's kind of like we're a connect group. If you've been on the Church Collective website or their their Facebook page, you know we've talked a lot about connect groups. And basically what it is, it's, it's the Church Collective finding um, life in these local expressions around the country uh, where you actually get to meet with other worship leaders one-on-one on a regular basis. And it's just been really... Um, It's been encouraging to the worship leaders, it's been empowering to the worship leaders in our area, and that really goes to our vision, and our vision is empower, equip, and unite the Hampton Roads worship leadership community, and that's really why we exist.
0: Yep, that's great. Um I think that uh if you're if you're in the area, if you're listening to this, if you're uh looking for a community to get involved with, uh I can truly say that this is something that is incredibly unique. Um you know, I've been uh in in several areas along the East Coast and, and alike and uh this is something you don't see very often uh specifically with worship ministry, um which tends to uh sometimes be filled with a lot of creatives and and artists and and folks who's Uh, you know, their personalities don't always click really well. And so to see such an incredible community exist uh, together and to have such a focus on, on truly uniting the church uh, at large i think um, is such an incredibly special thing and so uh, we wanted to dive into a topic of discussion today um, which kind of sets up one of the reasons why this community exists um, and that is uh, is teachability um, yeah. just inside of your personal leadership um, as you continue to grow wherever you may be mm-hmm. if you've if you're coming from a church where you've been uh, in ministry for for multiple decades uh, to just maybe a few months in uh, I believe that there is a piece in this that we can all learn from, and I think that uh, teachability as learner uh, or as leaders is something that is so very important in making sure that we are constantly uh, learning and growing uh, from the influence of those who are around us. And I don't think that that necessarily always has to go up. That's right. Um, as it does, that we just call we all exist in this horizontal line of ministry, and and everybody falls into a different spot on that, and that's okay. Uh, but finding a community around you that you can listen to and uh, and and learn from is so important. And I. I have been blessed to be able to sit back and just listen and learn uh, from some amazing people in this area. And and not all of us are on the same uh, level. Uh, not all of us do the same styles. Not all of us have the same amount of time to give. Um, but I think that's what's so refreshing is to be able to be around a community of people who um, who can bring uh, such different backgrounds into the picture, and there can be a lot to learn in those situations where you might be able to see ministry done in a way uh, that you've
1: never seen before. Yeah, and when you talk about the idea that leaders are learners— um... You know, Alex, how long have you been in worship ministry? Uh, A little over 10 years. Okay, and I've been in over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I I will tell you that even though I've been in worship ministry that long, being around leaders that are actually younger than I am, I can learn things from them. Even though I've been in ministry longer than Mm -hmm. they have, there are things that they're doing that I can learn from. I mean, we can all learn from each other. So just because you may have been in ministry longer... Um, the idea is don't ever stop learning. Yeah. Don't ever stop learning. Because you, you know in worship ministry, things are constantly changing. Always. Always. So yep. um, So really, so you know, if
0: you're following along, if you want to write down, we're going to have some notes available for this podcast, uh, but really the big kind of nuggets that we want to put out there, uh, just the idea of teachability. Uh, the first uh, kind of major thing is that leaders are our learners. Um, so moving forward, uh, Matt Keller has a great quote uh, uh, that revolves around this, and it says, uh, teachability is desire to learn multiplied by the willingness to change. Um, and again, teachability is the desire to learn multiplied by the willingness to change. I think that's so important, especially with what Cliff was saying about how you're going to meet folks who are uh, at different levels, different age groups, different areas of life. Um, and to be able to walk into a, a situation where you're going to listen and try to learn from what you're hearing, the only way that you'll be able to come out on the other end of that, having Taken away something that might benefit you is if you're willing to change if change is necessary, um, especially as we get older um, and as we see the younger generations have such an incredible influence in church uh, life and church structure and vision and, and culture and all of those things. It's so important to know uh, that that as a leader you have to be willing to change in order to learn uh, in an effective an effective way.
1: Right. You can gain all the knowledge in the world, but unless you are able to Take that knowledge and apply it in your situation and be willing to change and adapt. Mm-hmm. With the knowledge that you have, that knowledge is useless. It's pointless. So we believe that there are three roadblocks uh, that
0: can prevent uh, teachability in your life, Um, and we have gathered some information, some from some 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 great resources, uh, other podcasts, other leaders who have gone and done this well and done this Mm -hmm. before us. And so uh, we've narrowed it down to three uh, roadblocks that we believe uh, prevents teachability um, as a leader. And so we want to hit those one by one here. So we'll start with the very first one, which is pride,
1: pride, pride. It's a huge issue with so many, especially worship leaders. I think. Oh
0: yeah, the artist mentality in general.
1: Yes, yep. exactly. Well, and I think part of it stems from the fact that a lot of times we build our identity and our gifting. Yeah. And so if we're if we're good at something, um, you know, we, our our whole self worth, everything about us is 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 kind of sunk into that ability and um and when you're good at something pride can can step in and you know and then we get this feeling of entitlement like um you know like the rules don't apply to us mm-hmm. and that's specifically true of artists you know yep. we like to think outside the box we like to you know we're you know we're creative and so we have to understand that um you know the opposite of pride is humility when we're humble and we, when we practice humility um what, ha- what what ends up happening is instead of settling for what's good, mm-hmm. we end up going for what God's best is for right. us, uh, because that's really God's desire for each one of us is a is a heart of humility and surrender. Yep. And then once once we let go of ourselves and say it's not about me, that's when God really has the freedom then to kind of promote us and and use us how He has designed and how He wants to use us.
0: Yep. That's good. Uh, So again, the very first roadblock we talked about was pride. Uh, The second roadblock we want to talk about is fear. Um, And I think that this is this is for me personally, probably the one that I have the hardest time with, um, mainly because I'm a control freak. I like to be in control of the situation. And for so long, um, I was so bad at delegating responsibility and empowering those around me to do what I know God had called them to do, because I had such a tremendous fear of letting go of of the reins and letting go of of control of the situation. I think that there's this fear in all of us as leaders, especially for those of us leaders who have been in the hot seat, who have sat across from our pastor and have been you know, chewed out for something going wrong in a service, and you think, you know what, I am never going to let go of this ever again. Right. I'm going to hold it and I'm going to do it myself. And then what ends up happening, we all get to this place where we hit burnout and we right. sit back and we wonder why in the world are we so tired? And it just takes a great leader looking at you and saying, Hey, let's examine what it is you do during the week and how much of that you could delegate to somebody else. It's a, it's a fear thing. It's a matter of, I don't really want to listen to other people's input. I don't want to listen to other people because I feel as though I am the one who is given this position and given this leadership authority and I need to make the best decisions for my team when in fact you have an entire team around you that are just waiting for you to empower them to That's do right. what God has called them to do. Because if we all look at our leadership, if we all look at at our backgrounds in ministry, we are all here because somebody gave us a chance. Somebody right. took a chance on us and somebody sat back and they listened to what we had to say and they saw leadership abilities within us. And so we were promoted to a place where we were able to take over and 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 you know be a leader within a church. How are you ever going to be able to identify other leaders and pull out their amazing qualities and pull out the things that God has in store for them if you don't allow them to lead? Right. Right. And so the fear of, of, imperfection, the fear of of something going wrong, um, the fear of just, you know, listening for other people's advice because you feel as though you might hear something that, you know, I think it's interesting. (laughs) I think sometimes the thing that you don't want to hear uh, is the thing that you need to hear the most. Exactly. And the only way you're going to be able to hear that is to listen to those who are around you. And so the fear, uh, the fear piece gets in the way of that a lot. Um, I know for me personally, that was difficult. I didn't want to hear what other people had to say. I thought I knew everything. And I had this fear of letting go of control that if I let somebody else into that driver's seat, if I let somebody
1: else have input mm-hmm. that I'm going to lose control. Yeah. And that was a that was a huge deal. It's a huge thing. You know, we have when we empower others, we have nothing to lose. Yeah. Sometimes when you can empower someone else, you actually gain respect of that person. Mm-hmm. And it gives you actually a, a um it 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 elevates you in their eyes. So, um the idea is you can't let fear control you or the idea that somebody else doing what you can do. You know, if you've got somebody on your team that can do what you're doing, 80% or better, then you need to let them do that oh, still. No you need to let them do that because it empowers them and it allows you to be a better leader in the process.
0: Yep. Yeah, anything. That's, that's a good one. And I, I think that comes from... uh uh, Craig Rochelle, somebody like that, I heard one time say, if you can empower somebody to do your job for you at eighty percent or uh, whatever it was, mm-hmm. he has said, you know, let yep. them, let them do it. Um, yep. Now, that's not to say that there aren't certain things that that it's okay to hold on to, you know, because <laughs> right, certain exactly. things are kind of those. Uh, there are certain
1: things that only you can do, absolutely, and that you have yeah. to do and you should do. Yeah. Um, but don't let fear hold you back nope. from empowering other people.
0: All right. So, what was our first two roadblocks? Pride. Pride and fear. All right, so let's take to the last one, number three, insecurity. Insecurity.
1: Like it's a huge ins- one,
0: <laughs> like the insecurity of me sitting right here at this desk, with microphones ourselves on my face, hearing <laughs> myself. It's incredibly difficult not to get distracted in this it environment. Is. By the way, if it is. All right, so is. talk to me about insecurity uh, specifically. What 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 are we what are we talking about here?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I was talking to you earlier. I really feel a lot of times insecurity is really just a form of pride. We're, we're afraid of what people are going to think of us. Um, and so we kind of mask our insecurity um, with this sense of pride um, because we, we don't want people to think poorly of us. Um, but it can be so crippling uh, when, when you don't think that you can accomplish what God has, has given you to accomplish. If He's put you in that place, He's going to equip you to, to do the job and you have to believe and I think a lot of it boils down to just a faith in who God is in mm-hmm. the fact that he has equipped you and and yes you might not be ready but I think in those moments what he wants you to do is he wants you to even trust him more yep um, and you know we hear time and time again in scripture how, how God is our rock he's our foundation and if you're feeling insecure at all, those are times when you have to go to God and say, you know what, you're my rock, and because you're my rock, and because I stand on a firm foundation, I am stable. Yep. I am strong because you have placed me here. You've Now, you can't let that become a source of pride, yeah. but yet at the same time, you can't let it keep you from doing exactly what God's called you to do. Yeah, okay, no doubt. Uh, I think one of the biggest causes of insecurities, uh, specifically in
0: our culture today, has got to be social media. It has to be social oh, media. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the comparisons that exist out there. The you know when you get on Instagram or, or Facebook or any of those, uh, and you look at these larger churches. And the tremendous amounts of social media presence that they have, and they're pouring out all the success that they're seeing. You know, hundreds are being baptized. They're coming out with a new worship album every single week. They're yeah. at the top of, <laughs> of what everyone is looking at for, uh, you know, the influence of, of our culture. And it's so easy to look at that and think, I'm not on that level so why would I even invest my time in listening to what they have to say? I'll never be at that level. Right. And I've heard it, even with the collective, I've heard from from individuals' mouths, you know, when I say, hey, wh- where you been? Like, how come you're not coming back to our meetings and things? oh, man you guys are just you guys are just on a different level right. I I don't know man I don't really right. fit in I don't really and I think that that is so crazy because I love to listen to folks who are in those positions because I learn something every time yeah I learn something every time I learn if anything you learn to be more grateful for the resources that you do have um, because it's so crazy when you look around right. and you think um, you know okay this is this is difficult for me to do because I don't have this this or this you know but you have a basic sound system and there's churches out there that don't even have a basic sound system right. and it's so easy to look and and to not be appreciative of the things that you do have because you're inside of this lens thinking that the only way to be successful is to have all this stuff all of these things, all these things are up here, um, when in fact, there's success that comes from from every place of ministry. Um, Whatever you're doing for your church may be working really, really well. It may not be reaching the same uh, demographic, the same age group, or the same whatever that these larger churches are doing, but you're doing what you're doing, you're doing it well. And so I want to know in those instances, hey, yeah, okay, so you may not be using loops and clicks and things like that, but what are you doing for team building? Because your team is huge, right? Yeah, and I bet that that's something that you overlooked. You overlooked the fact that your team was massive. Be secure
1: in that, exactly, Mm -hmm.
0: exactly. God can move in so many incredible ways,
1: and it really goes back to our whole, uh, the whole idea of being teachable. Yes, because you can turn that insecurity into a desire to learn. That's right. You can either stay insecure and say, "Oh, I don't have this. I can't do this," or you can say, "You know what." Yes, I realize I'm in that place, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow and I'm going to pursue getting knowledge and changing at every opportunity that I have.
0: Yep, that's good. So to recap where we're at right now, so we, uh, we're we talking about teachability here. Um, and uh, and we, we kind of focused on one uh, specific phrase here that leaders are learners. And we dived, uh, dove into uh, three roadblocks that prevent teachability, uh, those being pride fear and insecurity. And kind of the last place we want to end up right now um, is that leaders are listeners. Uh, Andy Stanley's got a great quote, uh, says a leader who doesn't listen will eventually be surrounded with people who have nothing to say. And I think yeah. that that's so that's so incredibly true. Uh, it's so easy to surround yourself, especially when you're in uh, you know higher leadership with church. It's so easy to surround yourself with yes men. It's so easy right. to surround yourself with people who are just going to go with what you say, not kick back um, and and keep rolling. Because uh, you know in teaching and talking about uh, the insecurities, uh, it, some of us don't want to hear this stuff. We don't right. want to hear what we may right. or may not be doing right. And exactly. so we put ourselves in a position where we know these people that we're going to go talk to are going to sing our praises every single time, and we're going to feel really really good about ourselves but you're not listening to anything and so you know as a leader i try to push myself as often as possible to sit down with with you know, individuals from my teams, no matter what tier they may be on in leadership, I want to hear feedback from them on what What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What can we do, and how can we do it better? Um, because I think that it's important for me to listen to those who are around me in order to grow in my leadership.
1: That's super important. If you're not willing to sit down and listen to your team, you're going to be completely disconnected from them, yep. and you're kind of going ahead with your agenda, thinking, "Hey, man, I got all the answers. I got the vision. I got everything I need to lead this team," and you could be leaving them in the dust, yeah. and and you really need to be willing to sit down, listen to them, get feedback from them. Hey, man, it's a great way to allow yourself to be evaluated too. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. You don't just because you your your team is giving you feedback on how you're leading doesn't mean that you're a poor leader. Yep. It means you want to be a better leader, uh, and so I, you know you'll always want to be getting feedback from your team and leave that door open. Let them know, you know, just by the way that you lead. Um, that, that the door is always open that for them to offer those kind of comments. If you're constantly interrupting them or telling yeah. them, you know, uh, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing yeah. this, and you don't give them any opportunity to answer that back or give a response, you're basically telling them that you don't need them. Yeah,
0: here's a great question you can ask your teams. Uh, individually, if you want to, uh, collectively, uh, am I approachable?
1: Yes, huge.
0: Because it was told to me at one point in time during ministry, Alex, you're not approachable. I was and, the same way. And, and that scarred me to know that there were people on my team that did not feel comfortable coming to me with their problems. Right. Um, it's, it means I'm not an effective leader. Exactly. It means that
1: there's no system in place. It's just a person. And you, what I noticed, as soon as, as soon as I changed that and mm-hmm. I stopped being so aloof with my people, yep. the atmosphere of our team changed completely. The morale went up. The respect went up. The productivity went up. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, be be willing to listen to your team,
0: and a strong team is going to be reflective of the ownership that your team feels. And if yeah. they're not contributing anything, if they're just doing you know what you're what they're being told, if they're just showing up on Sundays, playing their parts, and leaving, they are not going to be engaged in your ministry. They're not going to be sold out for your ministry uh, because they have they have nothing they have no part of that. They've they've, they've, they've contributed nothing to that. Exactly. Uh, so you know if you want a team that really um, that owns. Uh, their place that owns their space that that is that is sold out for the vision of your ministry. Uh, let them let them participate. Let them you know teach you something because you can learn from everybody. And I think that's kind of where the uh, focus of this of this podcast was: is that uh, leaders are learners, leaders are listeners. Uh, be teachable, you know, and, and everybody around you can have something to uh, to teach you if you are listening. Uh, and that's why we followed up by saying you know in order to be able to be teachable, you have to be able to listen uh, yep. as well. Great so. stuff, man. Uh, closing thoughts here. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really hope to try to bring this to you as often as possible. Uh, just really fast, coming up for our collective, we have...
1: Unite Worship Camp.
0: Unite Worship Camp.
1: Yeah, which is a, a camp that we do uh, at a, on a college campus here in the Norfolk area. Um, we're, we're opening it up to students ages uh, 13 to 18. Mm-hmm. Basically gives them an opportunity to explore worship uh, and how they can be used as worship leaders in their churches.
0: And where can we get info for
1: that? 757worship.com.
0: There it is. And as always, guys, make sure you're heading over to thechurchcollective.com and checking out all the incredible resources that they have uh, available to you. And if you are on the East Coast, we have a uh, one-day conference coming up on the East Coast, and that will be happening on... August the 5th. There we go. Saturday, August Saturday, the 5th. August the 5th. Uh, you can find more info about that conference um, at thechurchcollective.com. At International
1: Christian Church in Virginia Beach. International
0: Christian Church in Virginia Beach off of Holland Road will be hosting that event. So, uh, some of the most incredible people we're, we got Ryan Loshi uh, from the uh, West Coast and a few other his team members that are going to be coming over. Some incredible, uh, incredible teachers. Chris Bellamy teaching oh, some yeah.
1: guitar classes.
0: Yep. Can't forget about Chris. Yep. Who should be here today. Yeah. We'll get him in on the next one. (laughs) Guys, thanks for joining us today, and I hope you guys have a great weekend uh, coming up here and uh, an incredible Sunday, and hopefully you'll take this information and learn from it since leaders are learners.
1: That's right. Have a great day.